This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot to get to this morning. It's being recommended in the city of New York to put back on your mask. At a SUNY campus in our area, SUNY Purchase, they have reinstated their indoor policy. And I think I'm about to go back to wearing a mask. Uh, I will be completely honest. I'm, I'm not up to date on, uh, on all the booster shots. Um, you folks, some of you scared me, <laughs> and I decided to uh, to to pass on it. Um, but 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 I do think I'm going to go back to putting on a mask. All of this comes as the state's uh, health department reports. Westchester County, where SUNY Purchase is located, they say in Westchester a 79% increase in flu cases last week, last week compared to the previous week. Purchase students say they have noticed an uptick in cases. Administrators say that since Thanksgiving, 107 students and seven staffers have tested positive for COVID. 107 students and 27 are currently in isolation. So are you going to put back on your mask? I do believe that I'm about to put mine on. Two interesting surveys out, one showing Republicans don't want Donald Trump as the nominee. I never thought I would say this, and I still believe that the nomination is his, but I don't know if the road is as clear for him to get the nomination as I thought. Instead, according to this poll, uh, Republicans want Ron DeSantis. And another survey shows that crime and cost of living remain top concerns for New Yorkers who also feel Governor Hochul fell short of accomplishing several goals set earlier this year. That's according to a new Siena College poll released yesterday morning. But here is what I'm starting with. 
and it's out of Atlanta, Georgia. Blunt, direct, and to the point. If we want race relations to improve in this country, this type of behavior must stop if we ever want race relations to get better. This type of behavior must stop. 77-year-old grandmother, 77-year-old grandmother stabbed to death in her own garage, in her own garage, in her own gated Atlanta community. 77-year-old grandmother found stabbed to death in her garage inside her gated community. And this happened in the well-established, well-to-do community of Buckhead. The woman's name, Eleanor Bowles, and she was discovered dead by her son. And... You probably already know what I'm about to tell you. And I I, I don't think it's discriminating against anybody to point out the races. We have to be honest. She happens to be white. The suspect happens to be African-American, an African-American male. And so according to police, apparently he was trying to steal her Lexus vehicle and apparently broke into her garage and uh, she walked in and interrupted him and the suspect allegedly stabbed this 77-year-old grandmother repeatedly and took off in her car. The vehicle was tracked uh, by police, and it's unclear how the suspect gained access to the gated community. A number of issues this morning, but I want to start on this issue. As soon as I heard about this incident, it, it, it broke my heart, a 77-year-old grandmother because you want to steal her car and so her son who you'll hear in just a second and and we're taking your telephone call starting off on this topic 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222 her son of all people discovered his 77-year-old mother stabbed to death. He was coming to visit her for the holidays, and he found her bloody, lifeless body in the garage. What I want you to listen to is an actual report on Fox 5 Atlanta, and uh, it starts out, with the mayor of Atlanta, Andre Dickens, discussing 
this incident. The killing of Miss Bowles is understandably rocking our community. Atlanta's mayor says his heart breaks for the family and friends of 77-year-old Ellen Bowles. The loving mother, grandmother, and friend with a passion for gardening was brutally stabbed to death Saturday. Police believe she encountered someone trying to steal her car when she was killed inside her own garage in a gated community off West Paces Ferry. Her body was discovered by her son who came to visit. Finding her like that is something that will be with me forever. It is horrible. That's in Atlanta, a 77-year-old grandmother. And if we ever want race relations to get better, if we're going to be honest about this topic, because it's not its not just a one-way street. And the crime, the black-on-black crime, the black-on-white crime is out of control and it has to stop. So this suspect was charged or has been charged with murder, aggravated battery, possession of a knife, elder abuse, and hijacking a motor vehicle. Booked, he was booked into the Fulton County Jail. So the mayor that started out expressing sympathy in this case, also announced the arrest of a third suspect in the murders of a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old last month in Atlanta. So the, the city just happens to be Atlanta, Georgia. But we know we can pick this incident up and place it almost in any city in any state. And we've got to find a way to improve things if we truly want to make race relations better because it looks it looks absolutely horrible. And we are going to start right now with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. David is in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Okay, yes, good morning, Dominic. Now, I try to be respectful when I deal with you, but I'm very upset right now because what you just said really bothers me, and I'll tell you why. This notion that law-abiding black people like you and I are somehow to be lumped in with the criminal element is one of the things that's contributing to the racism out there. Because I hear people all the time saying the blacks did this, the blacks did that. I have never been arrested. I have never committed any crime. And as far as I know, neither of you. And we should not be held responsible for the acts of criminals, okay? I condemn black criminals, white criminals, Spanish, Asian, whoever. And this notion that somehow that there's collective responsibility for black crime on those of us who have nothing to do with it really bothers me because I know your intentions are good. But there are plenty of people out there whose intentions are not. And they will take what you said and use it as ammunition. 
and you know that they will, Dominic. Well, David, I I, I appreciate you articulating uh, your point of view on this, but do you do do you think? And I want you to be straight with me here. When these types of incidents happen, right, and we see clear as day, we see uh, a 77-year-old grandmother who happens to be white, and we see a suspect that's caught on a camera uh, who, who just happens to be black, in the in the affluent community of Buckhead in Atlanta, do you think this helps race relations? Do you think people are going to say, David, oh, no, but, you know, at some point people get sick and tired of what's going on, yes or no? Uh, of course. And the, the solution to that is, and, and listen, I'm not one of those people that says, let's let them all go. That person... I believe they have the death penalty in Georgia. That person should be put on death row when they're convicted. I have no problem being hard on actual criminals, but I don't like being lumped in with people when I've been a law-abiding citizen my entire life. Do you? Because listen, and I'm sure you've had experiences, or maybe you haven't. I've been pulled over in my life before I lost my vision for driving in the wrong neighborhood. The first time that I was pulled over by the police was when I was 13 years old on my bicycle because we lived in a white neighborhood. And one of my neighbors saw me on my bike and decided to call the police saying that I was acting suspiciously when I was just coming home from the deli. Okay, this type of stuff is why it bothers me, because I don't like being treated like a criminal when I am not. And what you said earlier feeds into this stuff. Treat the criminals like criminals, okay? But please do not lump us all in together because, again, there are plenty of people out there who will seize on things like this to do bad things and hate people. You know, that shooter in Buffalo, the one that just pled guilty, he lived in in a mostly white community, upper middle class. And for some reason, he decided to hate black people. These crime reports do not help that. And then this stuff goes all over. I've met people who literally get off the plane from other countries, and they think that we're all criminals because of what goes on in the news. I had someone, a Polish girl, who wanted to actually date me, but that ended because she said, well, you know all the blacks are criminals. Okay, that to me. David, I've, I've got to move on, but I do want to ask you. Okay. I do want to ask yeah. you the, this question as a, a quick follow up before we go uh, to some yeah. of the other telephone calls. Is is in, is black on black crime out of control? I would say yes. Every time I've been a victim of crime, it's been by another minority person. So yes, it is. And as a community, we need to take it seriously. We need to talk about it. And I have no problem with the police doing what they need to do to suppress it. Hmm. Okay. Well, David, I, I, I thank you for your call, and you have a uh, beautiful morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. The fatal stabbing of a 77-year-old grandmother in Atlanta, Georgia. And I have pointed out that the the victim happens to be white. The suspect happens to be uh, African-American, and I'm sick of it. I can't state it any better than that. Let's go 
Let's go to uh, Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure to speak to you whenever I can. Uh, you know, Dominic, uh, it, it's really sad that that this is the way the world works. You know, it's funny. I was I was like the man before me. I was stopped plenty of times going into neighborhoods. They call it wandering. And that's what the police officer said to me, wandering. You're wandering into neighborhoods you don't belong in. Um, and I, I just happened to get lost. I mean, this is, this is the sad part. Patterson, New Jersey, when I lived, when I lived in the New York vicinity. Um, so, so this is a sad statement of, of, of the United States. You know, this is a sad statement of us. When we have to, we have to go and racialize things. We have to put things into categories as opposed to a crime versus, you know, a crime and a punishment. No, it has to be racial and it has to be pinpointed and it has to be, uh, you know, it has to be it has to be skin color. I don't understand it. Uh, the sad part about this whole thing is there's a dead grandmother. And now we have to, the police. Hopefully, hopefully they don't get stifled and they can find out exactly like why this person did what they did, uh, instead of like making this a racial thing. And um, that's it. I have nothing else to say. All right. Have a good night. Okay. Well, well, well. Thank you. Thank you for the call. And 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 I I, I have an answer to what the caller just said. You know, the police finding out why he did what he did. Okay, great. Find out why he did what he did after he's done serving thirty years. Then find out. Then find out. Let's go to uh, Michael in New Jersey. Oh, boy. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? How are you, Dominic? I've been listening to you for a while. Oh, hey, Michael, I I thought you were the other Michael. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, not that Michael. Okay. I've heard But I... Wait, 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 you're you're going in and out, Michael. Are you there? Yeah, I am here. Do you hear me now? Yes, go right ahead. I wanted to respond for a second to what David was trying to derive from your statement. Uh, He seemed to have perceived from what you said that you were lumping all minority African-Americans together. And I'm not. Right. And I I, I felt that there may be a point to point out here. The way police and, frankly, all Americans have to perceive crime and people, even though, of course, everyone's innocent until proven guilty, stats play a role. They do play a role, and statistics don't lie. Now, the sad reality is, like you're saying, the more of these black crimes, so to speak, that happen, they don't mean every black man is a criminal. But if 99% of people that are going to stab someone are wearing a specific colored hoodie, then anyone wearing that specific colored hoodie has got to be watching out because people are going to be weary of them. So, too, if by chance the fact of your skin color would indicate that 95% of crime in America is done by somebody in your skin color, that's a problem. And that's something that everyone with that skin color, like you're saying, as someone who is African-American, has got to take seriously and try to put an end to it for their sense of innocence at stake. Michael, you, you just stated it better, better than I have, because that's exactly what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm trying to state uh to to frankly to to other African Americans and I'm talking about law abiding citizens that when these types of things happen 
it sets everyone back. It, it, first of all, what, what's the mentality of a young man that's trying to steal a, a, a 77-year-old woman's Lexus vehicle in her own garage in her own gated community? And she apparently, Michael, catches you in the act. And what do you do? Because she catches you in the act, you stab her to death. What type of individual does something like that? And that's true. And and the point that you're making is very clear. You're not saying that a black individual does that. God forbid. That's not what it is. That's not right. That's not what I'm saying. The person that does that is ruining it for the people that look like him. That's a sad reality. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm Jewish. When a Jewish guy does something stupid, it bothers me. Because now Jewish people do stupid things. Now, I know we're not lumped together. And the fact that he did something stupid doesn't make me do stupid things. But when we have someone, so to speak, on our side of the fence, so to speak, you know, geographically in our corner, that's going to be a problem if our corner is making noise. The class gets punished when two kids make trouble. That's just what it is. And we're in the same class. There's nothing to do about it. But the good kids in the class got to shut up. Those those troublemakers ruin it for the rest of us. Yes, Michael, I I appreciate your call, and thank you, and you have a uh, wonderful morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We'll get to President Trump in just a second. The uh, poll that came out, it's not too much good news for him right now, but he's not the type of person that you can underestimate. Uh, But we're talking about the fatal stabbing of the 77-year-old grandmother who happens to be white in her own driveway and her own gated community by allegedly by an African-American, allegedly by uh, a man who happens to be uh, uh, the suspect African-American. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dominic? It's good to talk to you as always, man. Thank you. Um, thank you. Go right ahead. Did a little research on this. And back in the 50s, the crime rate, the out-of-wedlock birth rate, the drug addiction rate in the black community was roughly the same as the national average, okay? There was no black-on-black crime epidemic like we're experiencing in some parts of the country now. And my question, what happened? What happened? The poverty was always there. The lack of literacy was always there. But we didn't have these problems until now. Why? Well, you know, you know what, Robert? That this was orchestrated? Well, I, I, I don't know if I would go that far, but, but I would say, I would say that, uh, unfortunately, whether it was intentional or not, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement gave a full green light to this type of behavior. So, so what do you mean by that, Dominic? Meaning that these kids know that even if they are caught, they have a better chance today uh, because of all the yelling and screaming uh, that has been done on behalf of of Black Lives Matter. Call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned, Robert. My answer to everything as it relates to this is for young people to get their education because there are no easy ways. Get your education and go on to school as opposed to 
what we're seeing now, where, as the kids say, everybody wants to get paid, nobody wants to adhere to the rules, and thus this is how we have what just happened um, in um, in uh, Atlanta. Thank you for the uh, call. Let's go, Dominic Carter here with you folks. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to touch on the topic with uh, President Trump, former yes. President Trump. Yes, yes. And you know, I think as we approach 2023, uh, it's going to be a dangerous time for the world. I mean, we have instability in Eastern Europe with Ukraine and Russia. We have, uh, again, instability in China. So I think when people see how dangerous the world is, and unfortunately, I, I don't think President Biden has a grasp on what's going on uh, internationally with foreign policy and the, the terror that we face. So I think people are going to say, you know, maybe it isn't such a bad idea to have President Trump come back. So I think when the Republican primaries start, the caucus uh, would be next February, not this one, Iowa. I think President Trump will uh, be in good shape. I mean, he'll have some people like Mike Pompeo out there. But I think once he gets to Super Super Tuesday, the southern states, which is President Trump's base, I think he'll be able to to do have a good showing and uh, move forward from there. Well, it it is going to be uh, very interesting, Al. Uh, in terms of the the uh, survey that was released from uh, USA Today uh, yesterday, Republican voters say they will prefer another candidate than Trump. Thirty-one uh, percent of Republican and Republican-leaning independents want Trump to run again in two years. Sixty-one percent, six-one, say they would rather have another nominee. And the name that's cited as the preferred choice is Ron DeSantis. So. What I'm trying to say, Al, is that the mainstream media is not going to let President Trump rest. They are digging and searching for any possible thing. Uh, Frankly, it's going to be payback time. That's the way the media perceives this. And so I I just don't know. I mean, I would never bet against uh, Trump because of his personality. But, Al, thank you for the call. I just don't know at this point. Let's go to Pete in Valley Stream. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Pete, are you there? Pete or Steve? Oh, it says here Pete. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm no problem, Steve. That's we're on the phone. How are you doing, Dominique? Good, good. Um, go right I ahead. Think this is a collapse. It's a collapse of a culture. Um, I think one thing, one of the reasons why this is happening is is because this is the generation that we weren't able to beat our kids anymore. Since the 90s, the kids know that if you discipline them, if they touch you, if you touch them, they can call 911 and they can do whatever they want. And that generation is now in their 25, 30, and they're running amok. When we were growing up, we had to stop the violent movement. Before that, they had the civil rights movement. What do they have now? Stop the Violent was for the kids, by the kids. It was created. Now, it's like if you catch a body, you, you get a strike on the, you get a strike, a strike on the street. Mm-hmm. You're almost like applauded because you caught a body. It's not even a matter of a white or a black body. It's like 
you a man now because you just took somebody's life because you're so worthless and your life in your mind means nothing to you. You have no problem with taking someone else's life because you don't even care about yours. Well, you you know what, Pete? You you just went to an area, and I'm glad you did. Um, and you're you're so right in terms of um, what's considered street credibility these days. And 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 you're right. You're you're right. You go to school and you come home with a, a college degree, and then in some communities you're considered an, a nerd. And if you go out and hurt somebody, uh, you're considered uh, the man. It, it is uh, it, it is rather sad. And I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. Pete, I thank you for your call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will continue with your calls. The holidays are here. And it is time to help make a difference this holiday season. Talk Radio 77 WABC is teaming up with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for our annual holiday radiothon this Thursday, December 15th from 6 a.m. to noon. I will be here with Sid on Thursday at 7 a.m., 7 a.m. on Thursday. Help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Season of Hope. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responders, first responder heroes, and their families this holiday season. You do not have to wait until Thursday. Right now, you can donate $11 a month or more at wabcradio.com slash donate. Happy holidays, and thank you from 77 WABC and Tunnel to Towers. Go to wabcradio.com slash donate. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I heard you were looking for me. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter here with you. A number of issues going on at the top of the show. As I mentioned, we're going to get back to this issue in just one second. Masks are making a return uh, optional for now in New York City. But at SUNY Purchase, they are returning to their indoor policy of you have to wear masks. And I, I think it's time for me to uh, pull my mask out. And it makes me wonder, are, are we are we going backwards here when you consider the flu, the the uh, the the 
the issue children are dealing with right now when you consider COVID. And so I'm curious as to what you folks are doing. Are you going to put back on your mask as well? And I'm even even thinking about going to get that uh that shot that I missed and uh we'll we'll see here folks. Let's go to to Wes in New Jersey. Good morning, Wes. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you? Good morning. Um, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I grew up in New York. I'm fifty two years old and I just heard a man talk about you know, 95% of crimes being committed by black and this and that and the other. And Dominic, I'm tired of it. Since I'm a kid, every black person I know, none of them have ever been in trouble. None of them have, have ever gone to jail. And this guy says 95 First of all, the percentage is way off, you know. And just because everything you see on TV is a black person doesn't mean every crime is committed by a black person. I'm sorry, you know. You you're just co- don't know enough black West, people or you're not you, around black what, people. What, but I'm never, and I, and I grew up in the 80s mm-hmm. in New York, the most dangerous 3,000 murders, 3,200, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, this is what I see now. I see that. I mean, we're a lot safer than we were in the 80s. That I know for sure. You could look at the FBI crime stats, pull them up, because I looked at them years ago. What it was in the 80s compared to now with the population and what we have. And in a free society, you're always going to have some type of crime. Okay. And but, the second but, thing I would say is can I say one more thing? Go ahead. Go when ahead. you look at, we have a lot of drugs in all the communities. If you look at every drug organization, they busted one here in Jersey, which is, which one about 30 people. All the bottom parts, all the soldiers, everything in the drug, everything is black. As you go further up in the drug hierarchy, guess who they are? They're white, Albanian, Italian, you name it. And they live in nice houses in the suburbs. Okay? So let's not do, let's not make crime. Crime, it's not a racial thing. It's a social thing. And crime, every community has crime. Okay, so Wes, so here's the question I have for you. The incident in Georgia over the weekend, this 77-year-old grandmother stabbed to death, allegedly, she's white, allegedly by an African-American young man. Are you telling me that that's not going to do damage to race relations? Why, see, <laughs> it's like if a black, <laughs> you know what it is? If a black person kills a black person, okay, you go to jail do 20 years. If a black person kills an elderly, you know, a young white girl or middle-aged, it's like, why should it do damage to race relations? It's a crime. Tell, tell me, like, me and my brain? No, it's not something that should do damage because all good people of good faith both should get together and say this shouldn't happen. Why is it racial and who's making it racial? Okay. So if it does damage to race relations, it's within someone's heart. I mean, So in, in, in a minute, I'm going to go to Jennifer in, in Boston who's uh, standing by. But the question I have for you, Wes, so, so this happened in Buckhead. Why do you think mm-hmm. the people have moved to Buckhead – 
and have actually petitioned to start their own police force. Why do you think that is? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I watch TV, but I don't watch the census. I don't, I don't watch it for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, <laughs> growing up. I'm telling you, TV and TV news has done a lot of damage to black people. And I'm telling you, it's you know we're always being portrayed in a certain way. And I know there is crime. I grew up in it, but mm. that doesn't. And someone looks at me as a criminal. I'm sorry. I'm 52 years old. I, and I'm going to say, like most people that I'm around, I've never been treated in any such. I've been treated well by everyone. Cops, I have cop friends, all that. So I've never encountered like a police encounter or anything where I felt like someone thought of me as a criminal. But we have to stop this, Dominic. We have to stop it. Uh, it's it, racializing things in such a way. It's not going to do anybody any good. And it's not going to get us to a better place. Mm. In okay. a free society, there will always be crime. There will always be drugs. These things are a given. Now, well, how do well, we move forward well, and get well, less people well, see, well, on the right path? But, but that's where you and I disagree. It, it should not be a given. It, are, it should, are you serious? I, I'm as serious as cancer right now. It should not be a given. 77-year-old grandmother should not be stabbed over a Lexus vehicle that she happens to own in her own garage. All I'm saying, Dominic, Wes, I, I listen to you. I've got to move on. Go. go ahead. What was that? The what you go? The last, the last thing I would say, when I was 14 years old okay. in New York City, there was a three-month-old girl sitting on her uh, parents' lap who got shot. Okay? Bullet shot outside, went inside the building, Killed a three-month-old. That was on the cover of all the newspapers in New York. Okay. Beautiful young three-month-old. Dominant. As a 14-year-old, I was suicidal. I was like, you know, why do we live in such a brutal world? Look, I wanted to never be murdered. I want nothing to ever happen. Believe me. These things took me in a deep, dark space. But, you know... It's a given because it's always been a given. No, no. But Wes, I, 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 Wes, I, oh, really? I, I appreciate it's, okay, it's not, it's not, it's not a given. And that's the problem, frankly. But Wes, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I tried my best to give you as much time as I could. I thank you for the call. Folks, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Our friend in Boston, Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's always a pleasure, and I thank you as always for giving me an opportunity to speak. Um, I was going to talk about Trump, but if I could divot and briefly speak to the man that called while I was on hold about the crime statistics from the 50s and what's changed. Yes. I think what's changed, for one thing, is Lyndon Johnson. I can't think of the act, Dominic, but it was basically what put a lot of black people into public housing. You know the one I'm thinking of probably. Oh, I can't think of it. But um, And he was actually caught saying that, more or less, uh, you know, this is going to keep them indebted to the Democrats forever. 
Um, do you remember what I'm speaking of, the act that he put uh, I can't think of it. it I know. It's okay. Go ahead, Jennifer, because i got to okay. move on for time. So go ahead and make your point, please. I, I think uh, it, it led to black fathers not being in the house. They got more money living in single-family households. Um, and if you look at the families that come from, whether it's white, black, or pink with purple polka dot families, the, with the lack of a two-parent household, especially a father missing, the incidence of drugs, uh, addiction, um, alcoholism, crime, lack of uh, uh, high school graduation, the, the stats go off the charts, and incarceration as well. So to me, I think the black people were set up to fail, not everyone, but as a group. You, so many people soar, as you have. But I think it's the, the bigotry of low expectations, and for the man who spoke before, I, I, like you, think it's completely unacceptable, whether it's a black person or a white person, that we ex- that this is somehow acceptable, that this is happening in our communities. There, I've talked to you before about the lack of outrage, and it's not there. And as always, I thank you for shedding light on it, no matter who's committing it. If a white person's doing it or a black person or vice versa, it should be talked about because it should be completely unacceptable to us in a civil society, and somehow it's not anymore. We just blink and move along, past the salt. You know what I mean? That's the mentality. So thank you, Dominic. And, um, and thank, I, I, thank you, and Jennifer. That- you, you made a couple of points there. Um, and, and I guess this is what I'm bucking against. Uh, Jennifer made the great point that it just seems like with crime in society, the collective attitude is, oh, really? Okay, this person was butchered, passed assault. Next. But yet, when it impacts on someone that we know, then it's a different story. And a second point that Jennifer made, and Jennifer, thank you for the call. A second point that Jennifer made, uh, the, the bigotry of low expectations has done a lot of damage. And so Wes, uh, that called a few minutes ago, was speaking from the heart, and I really wanted to hear what he had to say. And he was articulate and smart and expressing his opinion. But the undercurrent of what I heard as Wes was talking is the bigotry of low expectations. And so at the end of the day, I've got to take a break. When we come back to Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls and coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. But it it is it has got to it has got to we've got to find a way where, as Jennifer just said, you know, 77 year old grandmother stabbed to death over her car in her driveway The suspect happens to be African-American. We've got to find a way where we no longer say, oh, that happened? Really? Okay, past assault. There's always going to be crime. I will be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Crime and cost of living remain top concerns for New Yorkers who also feel Governor Hochul falls short of accomplishing several goals set earlier this year. That's according to a new Siena College poll released yesterday morning. Now, this follows her closer-than-expected race against Republican Lee Zeldin. 58% of respondents 
in the poll of 816 registered voters said the newly elected Democrat did not, did not make communities safer from crime over the past year. Just 22% said she did. Another 11% had mixed feelings about her performance on public safety. We are taking your telephone calls. What hit me like a ton of bricks this morning, rather I should say yesterday morning, happened to be the incident in in Buckhead in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, 77-year-old grandmother stabbed to death in her own driveway, in her own house, in her own gated community, in the garage. The sus- She happened to be white. The suspect happened to be African-American and took her Lexus vehicle. And her son found his dead mother. Now, imagine the therapy that that son is going to need for the rest of his natural life. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Deirdre in New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good this morning. Is how I, how are you? Um, this is how I see the whole thing. Um, remember the whole exchange uh, with Victor, the boot, bout, whatever you want to call him, with the Brittany, um, Brittany Griner or whatever? Yes. He absolutely, I don't know if anybody heard the interview of him. And I think the news, she constantly, and you guys should constantly play that interview. And he said bluntly on the interview, you know what's wrong with America with his grin on his face? He said, the lack of Christianity, it's gone. They're fighting among themselves. The drugs are in their country. They are being destroyed. Do the whole world heard his interview? Did you hear his interview? No, I haven't, to be honest oh, with you. Wait, 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 wait. God. Because I wouldn't spend two seconds listening to anything he has to say. But but I hear you. There's lessons in everything, Deidre, and, and I hear you. So... Upon reflection of hearing you state that there's value in the interview, thank you for the call. I will go back now and look at it. Henry in Manhattan. Good morning, Henry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, I've spoken uh, with you a few times. Okay, Henry, go Uh, ahead and get to the point, please. Thank you for the call. Okay, I, I agree with Wes. I think crime will always be with us, Uh, as they say, the poor will always be with us. I think uh, you have uh, uh, a big illustration of that in the Bible. One of the first acts that happened is Cain killed Abel. Okay, Henry, let me me ask you a uh, question here. God forbid this happened. What if that was your mother in uh, Buckhead? Would you still be uh, saying this? Uh, Yes. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Because because crime happens in a statistical way. There's a bell curve. Uh, No, no, I, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. But I want you to answer why, if it was your mother, you would still uh, answer the same way. Uh, Because because right now you're sounding like Michael Dukakis to me. I expect older people will die 
more frequently than younger people. Brutally stabbed to death. Your, your own mother brutally stabbed to death. You want to know something? Uh, death is part of what goes on in life. How it happens is is chance. Suppose that woman had taken her her Lexus and uh, being 77 and gone out on the highway and been in an accident or the car Lexus that it was was faulty and by uh, but that's uh, but that's not what happened she died okay. a brutal death stabbing, stabbed to death by now, now and and I will I will I will say I will say I thank you for the call Henry we just we just don't see eye to eye here at all uh, I will say that I, I have tried to restrain myself. I have not referred to this suspect as an animal because that's my first instinct of what of what to call this young man that's that's accused of uh, of uh, committing this crime. But I don't think that Henry was being completely uh, honest there because there's no way that it would not bother you if it's your mother and you walk in and she's been laying there dead for 24 hours at age 77 because some hoodlum wanted her Lexus. I don't think Henry or anybody else would be that calm about this situation. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight right now, let's go back to the telephone calls. John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. Dominic, I want to say about the racism involved in terms of low expectations. Two cases in point, uh, and, and one of them was published in the New York Times. Uh, there was a Stuyvesant guidance counselor who tried to convey, persuade people in Crown Heights to have their students take the specialized entrance exam, special high school entrance exam. And the response from the faculty and administrators was, no, we're not going to do this because it's not part of their culture. Well, I, we, we, John, where are you getting the facts from on this? I don't know anything about this. Well, this was actually published in the newspapers over a decade ago, and I actually know the person who told me this. He's, he's now a guidance counselor at Stuyvesant High School. He was at the time the parents' coordinator. Mm, okay. Well, the it, 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 this is a long, long, long time ago. But, and that, but that's, go ahead. That's, and, and then secondly, uh, the Brooklyn Public Library served as a nursery for Teens Take Charge, which is now suing in federal court the New York City Department of Education in order to try to desegregate the New York City public schools, not to demand higher educational expectations for black and Latino students, they figure the only way of having more diversity is through desegregation. Okay, well, I, I on this one, John, I'm I'm not following, but I but I do thank you for the call. I I do know that you're not a fan of the uh, Brooklyn Book Festival. Thank you for the call. I I I, I get it, but uh, I do need to move on. Thank you for the call, John. Uh, and we're gonna try and get to uh, some more calls, but I'm joined right now 
by the man that I'm passing the mantle to, and that is uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Dominic. It is great to see you. Good to see you. What's going on, stranger? Uh, well, a lot to get to the next four hours. In our first hour, we're going to talk with the guy that knows more about space than anybody and has the best voice in all of radio, Steve Cates, a.k.a. Yes, right. Dr. Yes, Sky. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yes, uh, yes, immediately yes, takes uh, on a, yes, a tone of yes, resonance. Yes, you have to look at the... Uh, yes. the <laughs> I can't even make well, up the words. When I listen to him, it makes me want to straighten my posture, right? <laughs> Sit up straight, right? All right. I, I don't want to be caught by that guy. Um, so he's going to join us in hour one. A lot of people have questions about this Artemis project and will want to know when we're going back to the moon. So we're going to get into that as well as a bunch of other interesting things. And then a little bit later, uh, Dr. Murray Sabrin, who's sort of been a fixture in New Jersey politics for a long time. He's written this great new autobiography. I'm going to talk to him about that. He's an immigrant to this country, and he's going to talk about the uh, Senate's proposed compromise on this immigration bill, and we'll pick his brain on a bunch of issues as well. So you have another great show. I hope so. And as I've said to you before, the bone that I have to pick with you is that every night I'm standing, well, excuse me, in the driveway, in the car, with the car running, it's pitch black, and I've got the radio on listening to Frank Moreno. Love it. Love it. Yeah, but I got to get out. I don't know if there's a bear. I don't know if there's a deer, you know. But anyway, folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. There were so many things I wanted to ask you, Frank, but I tomorrow. just don't we'll have time. Tomorrow. I'll get we'll in, save, I'll get we'll in save early. save it tomorrow. for tomorrow. And uh, I want you folks to have a great morning, a great day. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight starts right after news headlines with Alex Barnard. UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions. And cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry. And our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to eucora.com today. eucora.com.